The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious. We'll be friends. Welcome in, everyone, to Visibilities on Friday, December 2nd. We're into another month so fast. This year has gone, especially on Friday evenings. I so enjoy getting together with so many of you. And this is just another another great opportunity for us all to get together, for us all to share. Um, we, we were all just sharing a few minutes ago uh, well, before we got started um, with some kind of fun and wild and crazy ideas of what we should do for some uh, new programs coming up this year. Um, I want to... Welcome all of you again this evening, and we're going to talk tonight about it's, you know, sleigh bells are, are beginning to ring, um, and it really is, winter is, can be one of the most wonderful t- seasons of the year. I don't know whether I really have a favorite season. I don't know how many of you find winter to be your favorite season. Um, but there's so much that we can, we can do in a little bit different way during, during the, uh, winter season. You know, I mean, we started out with a bang. We really do with all of our holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving or Hanukkah or Christmas or, uh, uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Our resolutions that we never seem to manage to keep. Um, it, it, uh, Martin Luther King Day, um, the, the, the next thing we went to February and Valentine's Day and uh, President's Day. And if nothing else, all of those uh, seem to manage to bring up all the commercials and ads for sales for everything from Black Friday. And Black Friday was a day, and now it's Black Friday month. Um, Black Friday extended. Uh, you know, uh, so many uh, things that we can do. Shopping is shopping is one. Shopping is a is a is a great opportunity um, for all of us, especially nowadays, where so much of the global market is available through the internet and there's so much of it that we can uh get descriptions of uh, there's a lot more that needs to be done with that but there's a lot that is available um i've been looking at certain electronic devices for a couple of members of my immediate family who are here in the house right now so i can't get too de- definite on what they are but you can do some great uh, comparison shopping and save some money at the same time, which is always a good thing to do, right? 
there's also so many things that we can do just to make our own homes comfortable and maybe even a little bit more comfortable. Um, little things around the house that, you know, you can get, uh, find, when we find a house maybe a little bit drafty, there are some really quick, very easy, don't need any help from anybody type solutions. Uh, it's one of my things that I do for as an example is I find that with all the good weather, we've been opening and closing the windows uh, so often um, that if you ever pay a little bit of attention, your top window might have slid down just a little tiny bit, but it's just enough to let a draft in. And that can be a hard window to get a hard window to fix because it is up so high. What I have found that seems to work very well for me is I take out my Swiffer and use the, the Swiffer end, not the um, hard handle end, and slide that up the window so that I'm catching it on the top of the frame of the inside of the window itself and push up gently on that. It'll then go into place and then I can lock the window closed. You know, really, when it's 15 degrees out, as it was, I think we were 24 this morning, um, you're not going to be opening the window. So it's a good time to lock them at the same, you know, right at the same time. That keeps them up good and tight. It keeps the bottom one down good and tight. You've got it locked. Gives you a little bit more security. I know that there are several of you on this call who uh, have some low vision or who use either Be My Eyes or Ira um, to check out something in your yard. One of the things that occurred to me is for anyone who has, a, I'm not sure the nicer way of putting this, but the old-fashioned, for instance, aluminum storm combination windows where the screen slides up, slide that up before you, before the winter comes in. You're not going to need the screen in the winter. You're going to have your window closed. What that does is it makes it easier for you to use the camera on your smartphone to show, like, for instance, if you're calling, let's say, be my eyes, and you're looking for how much snow is out in my backyard, is the uh, is the front walk shoveled yet, that kind of thing. It's much easier for them to see it through a clear glass window than it is through a window with a screen behind it. The screen makes all these little tiny dots that makes it look like it's pixelated somehow. Um, and, you know, so it just makes it that much easier for everyone if you do that. Um, but more than anything, I want to hear, and I would like all of us to share something that you do to make your home more comfortable, um, be it pulling out Afghans, um, what have you, over the course of this time of year with the beginning of the before the winter sets in and when we're running around saying, 
Where are those candles like I had to do last week? Where are those candles when the electricity went out? <laughs> you know, oh, the batteries are dead in the flashlight. Um, you know, we are more apt to lose power during the during the winter, the late fall and winter between her, the end of hurricane season and snowstorms and ice that accumulates on trees that and on the wires. That's what tends to bring the wires down. So I just thought that we could all kind of share and learn from one another this evening. I was going to ask a panel of people to be on about it. And I said, you know, we have such a good group on these calls so often we are our own panel. <laughs> and so I would really appreciate anyone that's on here raising their hand and giving us their ideas for the winter. And I'm seeing that Eugene is doing that already. Good evening, Eugene. How are you? Good evening. How are you doing? Doing well. Didn't get well, to bid against you much during the auction last week, but yeah, that was uh, the night my electricity was gone. <laughs> oh, maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, being in Florida, what we do during the windows, we open uh, during the winters, we open the windows up there to house out because it doesn't get that cold down here. Uh, it saves on turning the uh, heat on. So you just open the windows up. You don't have to have the ACs on and you get nice cool weather. If it gets too cold, then you close them, and it's, it's usually pretty good without having to turn the heat on. It's a good mm. point. Maybe I very, we need seldom, to... I very seldom turn my heat on. That's a good point. Maybe what we need to do is do another show like this in the spring for those of you in the South that need to that need to dewinterize, I guess, <laughs> to summarize your house. <laughs> Thanks very much, Eugene. Okay. Thank um, you. I'm sorry. Agnes. Well, I live in an apartment complex for seniors and the disabled. And the upper floors, we have three floors. And we have four buildings, but three floors in each. And all the upper floors are always warm. But on the first floor, it's more it's a little lot more chilly. Um, so I just try to keep my windows and door closed and I keep blankets or afghans or something out to help me, you know, stay warm. And I also follow the recommendations we get. We've gotten about how to adjust our heat. Uh, they turn the heat on, but we can make adjustments in our apartment uh, and I do this because this is an old building and there's a chance that it's easier for the pipes to freeze and they caution people about not leaving their windows open for a long time, you know, period. And I don't, you know, and I don't do that. But the one problem I do have is no matter what I do, sometimes I get a draft in here, no matter how warm I have it, sometimes it still comes in and it gets a little cold especially for my hands and you know that definitely makes it hard for um reading braille and so forth that makes sense especially because when you think about it when you're reading braille you're not really you're moving your whole hand individually you're not right. moving your, you're not moving your fingers to right. to get to keep this, the blood circulating and such that's a, it's a very good point and the um, the people on the upper floors 
um, you know, they say that they some don't even hardly have to put their heat on because, of course, you know, heat rises. Right. And, and they don't always get it that those of us down here, you know, we're freezing some. And it's just because of how the, you know, of how the building is. Yeah, it, it is. It's, um, I was noticing that today I was downstairs and, uh, it was considerably cooler downstairs than it was up on the first floor of my house. And uh, But my son likes a cold room, so it works out well for him anyway, which is a good thing. But um, that's good. And, and so did you ever think about, you know, stopping like every maybe every 15 minutes or so and just... I remember back in the day when we used to go... Um, my husband used to go cross-country skiing. They always used to say the best thing to do with your fingers is just to jiggle them back and forth against you, you know, like like almost like you were typing, but leave your fingers out straight. Now that's a good idea. I'll have and to, that you know, and like maybe every ten or fifteen minutes, just to kind of get them moving. Mm-hmm. And another that thing might that might help. Another thing I do is just try to keep stuff around here that I can fix that would be warm to drink, and you know, and sometimes. Um, That'll help a little bit, you know, with just being a little more comfortable. Yeah. Do you have a cure? No. Oh. I'm very spoiled in this weather with the um, Keurig chai latte. <laughs> it's, it's it, That's my kind of, when I'm cold, go-to drink. <laughs> um, but thank you for huh. that. And I'm sure you'll come up with a few other ideas before Great. the night is out. Okay. Thank you. Moosey. Lucy, is you have your hand raised? You can unmute. Lucy, yeah. you are. I'm not. Listen, I'll wear a toboggan in the house and gloves and scarves until I feel warm enough to. <laughs> we have a wood stove, so you uh, dress and then uh, undress. <laughs> <laughs> Boss. Oh goodness! And what do you do in order to keep warm? Well, I believe that you have to keep your core temperature up, you know, you have to keep moving around and breathing deep and, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a rough winter. I know that. (laughs) It's rough already out out west. Uh, They have snowstorms all over Colorado and, you know, it's it's already freezing. Yeah, yeah, I know North Dakota's had a good bit already, mm-hmm. at least in part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, you make some good points. Just keep warm and and yeah, uh, wear a toboggan if your ears are cold. <laughs> and the toboggan caps. There you go. That'll do it. A toboggan cap. God's tobogganing. I used to love to go tobogganing. I'd forgotten about that. But thanks for you. Thanks for your contribution to tonight's call. Um, Chris Coulter. I don't think you're in terribly Hi. cold weather, as I recall, but well, sure we don't gets, in Washington. Yeah, we, we don't don't have terribly cold weather except for occasionally, which is one of the days huh. now is cold. But when I, I was I spent some time in Kansas and it was like 
in the late fall when the temperature you'd go out to go for a walk or i did and it'd be in the 70s and then and about half hour later the temperature is going down 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 and within about 45 minutes it's freezing yeah and i and using the white cane i didn't don't do well wearing gloves and using a white cane so i had to deal with it and then i remembered something that i was told a long time ago it, when you get into the into the uh into the warmth and your hands are all cold and freezing turn on the cold water and you'll know why when you do it because it'll feel hot but it's not but you run your hands under the cold water and it will it is warmer than the freezing temperature and it'll thaw you right out and not hurt your fingers it makes perfect sense you know i had a teacher in grammar school who always said that when you're hot you should take a hot shower because then it brings you up because it's so much hotter than the air yeah it's kind of the same thing in reverse it yeah. makes you feel cooler to have taken a hot shower. I never mm-hmm. really bought that, but she, no, I never, she I've never that done that. <laughs> yeah, I've never done that. I usually I have my my go to shower temperature, which is not quite a hot shower, but quite warm. <laughs> you know, but yeah. <laughs> oh goodness, we'll have to see. We'll have to get Eugene or Sheila to try that one for us. Uh, mm, you're not going to get me to do it but okay <laughs> thanks a lot Jerry. <laughs> all right well so someone all else right. can come on up well uh we do have another hand behind yours and that is penny hey terry how are you hey penny haven't talked to you in oh must oh, be 25 minutes, minutes now <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, it would be really hard to convince me to turn on the cold water when i'm cold um i don't think i could do that <laughs> Um, I was thinking about one of the nice things you can do when it's really cold outside is if you have a dog, um, like a guide dog, you can encourage the dog to come and like sit in the big chair with you or sleep on your feet. That's very nice. Ooh, sleep um, on your feet sounds really good. My feet are always cold. Mine too. I, I tell Yara is, is, is getting quite good at that. And Willow was an excellent feet sleeper. Um, so, um, and, and I was thinking about dogs in the cold weather too. Um, you know, when it gets to be snowy and icy, the dog's feet can really get hurt when they go out. And I find that Musher's Secret really works well for keeping, um, I, I haven't, I haven't had Yara long enough to experience winter with her, but my other dogs, it worked really well. And um, I cannot imagine getting any of my guide dogs to wear boots. I know, <laughs> that, I know that GDB people uh, get their dogs to wear boots on escalators, but none of my dogs has been willing to do that. So What's Your Secret is available at every pet store. Uh, probably now it might be even be at most grocery stores, and it's certainly available at Amazon. And, and it's a wax. Can you tell it's us a, a little bit? Curtain. Okay, that's what I was going to say. What is it? So you uh, get your dog to lie down, and you stick your finger in this little can of wax, and you just rub it over their feet, and it really helps protect their feet from the snow and the ice, and especially the salt that gets into the ice and snow uh, where we live because of the salt they use to keep the streets clean. Um, 
And you know what? It works really well in the summer if you still have it for the beach. It protects your dog's feet from the hot, hot sand. Uh, and none of my dogs has minded using it. And another advantage it had, um, my my dog Tess, um, she had some hip issues and she would slide on the hardwood floors that we have in our house and the musher secret would keep her from sliding too so it's kind of a, a winter miracle drug that continues <laughs> producing <laughs> miracles as you go through the year so uh, um, the other thing I do to keep the house warm is try to cook you know <laughs> work for you really well so <laughs> And there's it's always like something, something always smells wonderful uh, cooking a penny. So. <laughs> <laughs> it really helps. It warms up the whole house. So that's a good thing. <laughs> it does indeed. Penny, let me ask you, or anyone, if you don't know anyone else who might, um, excuse me, uh, the stuff, and I can't remember what it's called, the ice melt that we tend to use. <laughs> On our walkways. Oh, yeah. There's, um, the ice. Should, there are some types that are very bad for dogs and some that are very there good. Are. So, you know what? I just, I can't remember what they're called. But when I shop for it, and I usually just get it from Amazon or uh, Costco. I shop for dog safe ice melt. And so then I know it's safe. Uh, because there are some, some, in some of them, it's really bad for the dog's feet if they have to walk through that melting ice. Uh, that results. So if you get the dog safe kind, I think that really works well. It Sometimes it's a little bit more expensive, but even if you don't have a dog, it's worth doing because you have friends and neighbors who have dogs. So That's true. And I know that the, the standard stuff um, is some kind of acid. I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying uh, hydrochloric and it's not, I can't think of what it is. I don't think it's that, but I don't remember what but, it is. No, it's not that. That that takes, that that strips the, that the finish off. I do know that that does strip the finish off a swimming pool. Um, but I know if you put that's another dog story, safe, though. Yeah, dog yeah. safe ice melt in the <laughs> Amazon search engine, that's what you're going to get. So it's definitely worth doing that. And while we're talking of dogs, I'm just going to bring in, I think one of the things that we need to, that we often kind of don't even think about is they are not as cold outside as we are. Oh, my God. Those beautiful fur coats. Nothing makes Um, them happier than snow. Yes. Yes. My my sister has a pair of chow chows. Well, they have now, big fur already. <laughs> and they do. They have a double undercoat and then a regular coat on top of it. And one of her dogs literally manages to make snow angels. Oh, how adorable. Oh, how he does. They so love the snow. She goes, he, Buddy goes out there and just gets on his back and shakes around and stands up. And he's made these <laughs> great snow angels. That's and, so funny. And yeah. They, and, they, They'll snort the snow and, you know, toss yeah. it around with their paws. It's they do. I, I remember a couple of years ago, throw, just throwing um, snowballs, throwing yeah. snowballs for Rudolph. And he, the only thing that he didn't like about it was by the time he picked it up and brought it back, it had melted. It disintegrated <laughs> in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but he loved chasing snowballs. And, you know, it's it's good to give them some fun. And, you know, you don't have to do it for a long period of time. Oh, put on Five minutes of fun. Yeah, put yeah. on your 
cotton coat and mittens and go out for five or 10 minutes and you've made it made made them happy for the day that's true you know what else is new is um the gloves they have now that have um they're called i don't know what they're called but uh they have like a, something inside the fingers of the gloves that lets you use your phone even though you're wearing gloves um and those are pretty cool i tried them out and they work really well I used so to have a pair that had like the top of it flipped open so that you could take it. I used to have those out. too. Uh, it makes it easier for picking up after the dog. Yeah. Oh, that's but a good these, point too. <laughs> these, these have like metal inside the fingers and, and they say something like phone safe or phone activated uh, or something. And they'll still work with your iPhone. So that is good to know. To spend money on as, now that it's winter. <laughs> <laughs> That is good to know. Well, I thank you, and I'm sure we'll we'll hear some more from you as You're the welcome. evening goes on. <laughs> um, Diane, you can uh, if you can unmute. Hello. Um, Hello. How you doing? Yeah, doing well, well on yourself. I'm doing just great. Wasn't that auction fun the other night? That was, that was a lot of fun too. Yeah, um, well, I missed a lot. We had a crazy situation here. I'll, I'll, we can tell the story after Penny was involved in it as well. <laughs> well, what I, I live in California and what I do, um, I wear sweatshirts a lot in the winter, you know, stay warm. And uh, then I have, I'm going to be getting down my Christmas throw that my aunt gave us oh, a long time ago. We still have it. So that'll be a nice Christmas decoration to have down and keep warm. And, you know, just, of course, keep the heat on, but I don't get it too high, you know. Right. Uh, the, the sweatshirts, they do. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good thing. They keep nice hey, and there's, warm. There's a good reason for what people now call ugly Christmas sweaters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's some real good reasons why those ever came into existence. <laughs> yeah. I have lots of Christmas sweatshirts, too, that my mom found, you know, and that lasted for years. You know, they just, you yeah. know. Because she said, well, you take good care of them, too. She always told me, you take good care of them. And so, you know, and uh, just, you know, do that kind of thing and keep the windows closed, of course. And, yeah, when you cook, the house warms up, you know, so that's a good thing, too. And so those are a few things I have. So. Well, thank you very much for those. Oh, you're welcome. And Agnes, as I knew Agnes would be back with another little well, something for us while we were listening i well i was listening i kept trying to think of some gloves i had gotten over the years that were real helpful to wear and use when i would take my dogs out and work them and they were isotoner gloves and oh yeah they were thin enough that i could easily you know feel the leash and the harness and yet they were also um very warm yeah and and um my my last dog indigo she liked to be outside some in the snow but sometimes she didn't and so she'd take care of her needs pretty quickly but her predecessor and i we had to have a lot of winter snow discussions when i was in training with her um and then when we came back to colorado because she just thought it was the greatest thing to be out and want to stay out a lot longer than I did because it was so cold. <laughs> oh, and, goodness. And in, in training at leader dogs, um, 
I was always one of the last ones in and early in the morning when it was cold and snowy up there when we did have some snow. Uh, nothing I could say would convince her that, come on, you know, let's just hurry up. It's freezing out here. <laughs> Let me just um, drop back for just a second. Um, we are connected with uh, uh, Clubhouse this evening. And I just want to touch base with Darcy and see if you have anyone on stage there. And if not, then just let us know if and when you ever do. Okay. Uh, currently, there's no one here. Uh, but if someone if someone uh, does put up their hand, then I'll just go ahead and raise my hand in Zoom, and then you'll know. That'll be perfect. Thanks All right. very cool. much. Thank you. Uh, Debbie, what do you what do you do to keep warm? Debbie, you can unmute. Okay. What I do to keep warm, I live in Virginia, and um, my house and most of the houses that I go to have um, bare wood floors, so they get quite cold. Um, so as soon as I come in my house and take off my shoes, I always have a pair of slippers right there to put on. <laughs> And when I go to my daughter's house or my sister's house or whatever, I always have a pair of soft, squishy slippers that I put in my purse and take with me. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a great idea. And yeah, especially, you know, those, we used to make those, we used to call them booties. We used to mm -hmm. knit them. I, <laughs> I can still knit nine, pearl one, knit. Well, pearl one, knit nine. <laughs> oh, to make those. And, and the nice thing about those was just that you could throw them in the washing machine. You could um, stick them in your purse because they rolled up into like the size of a pair of socks. You make that's, exactly. that's a great idea. I had forgotten all about those. I might have to dig out a, I might have to get on the crafters thing and dig out my needles. <laughs> um, what a great idea. I had completely forgotten about those. Thank you, Debbie. Eugene. Yes, a little tip. I, I did live in the North for a while. I lived in Virginia, Washington, D.C. And the one thing people don't think about, you know, how many times a, a day you open and close your front door and it, it wears on your weather stripping. So a lot of people lose heat uh, around their doors from either the sides or the bottom or the worst weather strip. Double tap to open. So it's a good thing to check that every, every year to see how it is. If need be, replace it. 59 minutes. Yeah, that's a very good point. 89 miles. Because you know hot air rises and that cold air comes in there and it's going to cause the hot air to, eat, to go up. So... That's yeah, true. that's a good point. That's a good point. I never think that's it's one of the things that I haven't done for a few years. Yeah, because I know before I, replaced, before I replaced my front doors, we used to put a towel down in front of it uh, to, to block it so the cold air wouldn't come through. Yeah. Oh, I know. We used to have, we used to call them, what did we used to call them? Door something. They look like a long snake. It was right. just, we used to make them in crafts. Um, and it was just like a long piece of material, and you filled it with. Uh, we used to call them Cape Cape Cod door warmers or something like that. 
because we'd go down the beach and get the sand for them. Uh, really? And That's fill cool. them with sand filled them with sand and put them across the bottom of the door or made some smaller ones if if you needed them for the windows or something like that. And I'd forgotten about those too. They're yeah, because the air comes in. I think. Were they called what? Door drafters, I think. Door drafters. That's just what it was. Cape Cod door drafters, yes. Yeah, because you get leaks too where your two windows uh, meet together. And that, that wears out after a while if you keep opening and closing them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Yes, yes. Good thought, though. Very good okay. thought. Frank, you need to go check out weather stripping on the porch door. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give Frank a whole little list of things to do this weekend. <laughs> Renee, hi. How are you tonight? Yeah. Um. Uh, one of the things while I'm w walking, and I, I remember that way many years ago when I did have a guide, and he would get fascinated in the snow. He would grab it up in his paws, and then he would twist and turn, probably wondering what happened to it. You know, he was having <laughs> And um. But yeah. And um. He uh. He learned to walk in the snow. Was when I first got him. This was in San Rafael. He didn't, on the first, very first snow, he wasn't sure how he was going to travel. So I started out early that day um, to make sure we had enough time to get there. When he, and he didn't like wearing his snow boots. And I, I, I would talk to him about it because I, I was very cognizant. I was very cognizant about the salt and I didn't want that salt getting up in his pores and his shoulders. So I, made him wear those those boots and, and and i guess most dogs don't like it but what i do to help keep me warm uh when i'm walking in the very very cold i use uh, um my shoes i put something called totes they what they are is they're they're rubbers and they go over the shoes now they call yeah. them totes they don't call and they're a very good insulator so when you're walking not only does it give you a very good grip much better grip than the boots do for the ice and the wet, but it, it insulates so that you don't feel the cold ground underneath your feet. It's a very good point. You reminded me of those, um, I don't remember what they're called, but you, I know I got them for uh, someone for Christmas one year. The ones that, they, they almost remind you of football cleats, only they're made of like a rubber. That you strap over your shoes. No, oh, yeah, yeah, straps yeah. around your shoes. And those, yeah, I never got those. I no, never had those. But those are very, very good for anyone who does have any kind of very pretty serious balance issues. Um, Except that they're very slippery in the metro station. If you have them on, you have to take them off when you get to those brick floors in the metro station, or you'll just be right down on the floor. Really? Because they're excellent yeah. on ice and cement. They're perfect on ice, on but that. they're terrible on the bricks. And those bricks in the, the Washington Metro stations have the strangest bricks you've ever encountered, folks. They're awful. They're so they're they're, they're they're almost wet. like they're almost like permanently waxed. <laughs> they, oh. they're, they're like they have a Teflon finish on them or something. Um, anytime everything slides and slips when when they're wet. And they use them indoors and out. 
And um, I've never really liked them, on, especially on the platform. I really don't want to slide well, the totes, off the platform. The but, rubber totes over the shoes are very, very good. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they, yeah, I'm sure know. that is good to know. We should probably give that a try sometime. Yeah. Thanks very much, Renee. Nora. Nora's with us tonight. There you are. Good evening. Hey, thank you. Good evening. Thank you. And uh, when I keep warm, I wear uh, sweat clothes or when I'm going to be going out someplace, I wear nice clothes with a heavy material. And if it's real cold, I wear a heavy jacket. So if it's not too, too cold, but slightly cold, wear a light jacket. And if it's real cold, I wear a hat. And if I'm in the snow, I wear snow boots. And like if water, if I go, not water, um, no skiing, I would wear mm-hmm. like ski pants and a, uh, a nice, uh, uh, no boots, no boots or cowboy boots that may keep you warm if you wear some, uh, heavy socks or something or two pairs of heavy socks. And I wear different layers of clothing and that's pretty much it. Sounds like you keep yourself good and toasty. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yep, thank you. I, I always remember um, learning from mostly the Norwegians um, when we were very involved with New England Ski for Light. Uh, the whole concept, and it really does work, of layers. Layering your clothes in the weather, in oh, the yeah. winter. It works because you're getting that that pillow, if you will, of air between each layer, and that gets warm and holds the heat in. And then you can also just, if you start to get warm, you can take one layer off. And so we've always been very, very into layering, except when it gets outrageously cold. And then I pull out what I call my Boston coat. Mm-hmm. And my Boston coat is... um well, it has a, a, a detachable hood, but it's like a, a suede on the outside, and the entire inside of it is faux fur lined. Down f- through the, the sleeves, the whole thing is full of it. It is the warmest coat I've ever owned in my life. And it's starting to look a little worn, and I have no idea how I'm ever going to replace it. Because <laughs> I've never seen a coat like it. I found it at... Um, uh, the coach place there. I can't say the name of now. Um, Burlington. Bur- Burlington. Burlington. Thank you. I found it a Burlington coat about five years ago, and I never, ever, ever want to replace that coat. <laughs> it is so, and that's what it is. It's okay. So, do we wear our Maryland winter coat today or the Boston winter coat? <laughs> um, it, but it is, you know, something like that just makes such a difference if you. As long as you can keep yourself warm, um, keep yourself relatively warm outside. Then when you come inside, you, you you know, even if the temperature indoors isn't all that high, it feels so much warmer to you. I think that kind of goes back to our talk about the cold water and the hot showers. Um, (laughs) But, it, it, you know, it does. It feels so much warmer when you've been out in the chill. My goodness, we have had a, quite a talk. Well, I'm going to tell you all, I think it's time we tell the story, Penny. Okay. I'm going to tell you that's totally unrelated to this. But one of the things that we've had recently is Thanksgiving. 
And there have to be some people in our area who are amazing, who have to be just incredibly thankful. Last Sunday night, the night of the auction, I was making dinner and I had just taken it out and was getting it on the table when our power went out. That's why I wasn't on to to bid up with Eugene of Sunday night very much at all. Our power went out. What it was was a small plane hit the two towers of high voltage wiring. And the iron the ironic part about this is it's about a mile from where Penny lives and it's 15 miles from where I live. She lost her power for one minute. We lost ours for seven or eight hours. Yeah, we were so lucky. That we really were, was so we were, amazing. We were so lucky with it, but it doesn't hold a candle to the people in that plane. The plane hit, there are two towers, a north and a south. One takes the wires going in one direction and one takes them in the opposite direction. The plane hit the first, uh, uh, I don't want to say the first tower, because it never actually hit the first tower, but it broke all the wires. Yeah. It broke all the lines. It broke a lot of the lines on that tower. They're like really, like they're so big and thick. They're like the lines that carry the the power like nationwide. So they're really amazing. It's amazing that two people in that plane survived. It's truly that's it, It is. It's absolutely incredible. Because then what happened was after those lines broke, then the plane went into and got jammed in the tower of the other set of wires. So it was in between where the where the two sets of wires would have been, and it was there for seven and a half hours. Actually, and it was, I, at least that it was it was amazing. Our yeah, it was at least that phenomenal that they got them down. They got them to the hospital, and one of them has already been released. I don't know about the other one. They both had um, hypothermia and broken bones, but really, it's just phenomenal. Just to see something like that, it, it was just so incredible. And then they had to, they, we had to have a, something replaced that took some of our power later in the week for a short time. But it was just so amazing that the the photos that were, that they had up of this plane just, just entangled. Just tangled in the up framing, in between the wires. In the, yeah. in, well, it was ta- also just entangled in the framework of the tower was just and that the two people that were in there got out safely and one of them was released the following day i think the other one's been released since as well has she i don't know i think she has yeah i think so she was from louisiana i know yeah but they 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 came from cape cod didn't they i think they were coming from i think it was cape cod yeah. They were coming from, and there's an air park over, not far from Penny's it's house. Five miles were, from my house. Yeah, is it they that came park? From White Plains, yeah. New York. And oh, is that that's where they it. came from? Yeah, White Plains. You're right. White, White Plains. Plains okay. New York. But to to have just to, they just have to have been the most thankful people of all. And really, there were so many thousands of people out of power. 
and Pepco, and I'm always complaining about Pepco, that's our local power company, but they got everybody's power restored by midnight. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it's, it's really nice to tell a story that, you know, that you can praise your, your county first responders and your electric company and everybody that was uh, so working so hard to keep those people safe and give us all power again. So it was an and amazing. It's so nice to, and it's so nice to have a story where there's a great ending to it. Yeah, you everybody know, there wasn't it, that on the Everyone was safe. On the, on the news. Yeah. Yeah, it was just incredible. So that's why I didn't go insane on the auction this year. But I did do I, I went insane enough. <laughs> Money, right? <laughs> well, thank you for a very nice discussion, very informative. And I enjoyed uh, talking with you. Oh, well, I came in a little bit on the late side, but um, it was uh, no, nice. not that late at all, Renee. <laughs> And we have another hand raised, area code 571, ending in 917. Hello. This Hello. Is Pam. Hello. Hi. Um, Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah. Um, interesting. Um, one thing I used to, we used to do um, when I lived on uh, Calamo about three or four places ago, <laughs> I still live in the area, but... Um, we used to, uh, when my mother and sister were alive and around, we used to wear very comfortable, uh, the stretchy jogging suits when we got cold. So the place was a good size, and even though, you know, um, here in Northern Virginia, sometimes it, it does get cold and our heat was lowered. You know, we'd like to keep, keep our heat lowered for bill purposes, but, but then we like put on stretchy jogging suits, and I even ended up sleeping on them. And, did that for a long time. Where I'm at now, I don't have to do that. This basically have, um, um, you know, throw a lot of Afghans and blankets around. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. The nice, another nice thing about jogging suits is they don't, somehow they seem to be a little bit more cushiony if you do fall. <laughs> it's true. Maybe it's my imagination, <laughs> but they feel a lot more cushiony if you do fall. You know, something else that just occurred to me, I had thought of earlier and forgot about, is for keeping yourself a little bit safer maybe um, at home in the winter, is I have like a lovely, I, I think I got it last year or the year before his auction, I forget which now, Donna Seliger had made a green afghan. And it would fit like a twin, a, a twin size bed very, very well with plenty hanging over. We have a queen size bed. Um, and so what I've done is we have the blanket tucked in at the bottom. And then I take the afghan and put it across the bottom of the bed, opened up and just let it hang over the bottom of the bed about six inches. And what that does is, like I said, my feet are always cold. That's always my coldest thing. My feet and my nose are the two things that get cold. <laughs> um, that just, it keeps you, it keeps you warm, keeps your feet and your legs warm. Cause it, it'll come up like it comes up, oh, at least up to your thigh, anyhow, probably, probably closer to my waist. Um, but what's nice about it is, 
especially if nature calls in the middle of the night. I, it's much safer to have something like that that's keeping you warm than a bedspread. Bedspreads now, you know, they have, you've got that big piece that sticks out from the two bottom corners. Um, and if it gets tousled or something during the night, it's, I've heard of more people that have fallen and broken hips and, and banged their heads and that kind of thing on the bedspread getting up through the night. By putting this on there, there's nothing ever, there's never anything on the floor. It's, hmm. it's up and, you know, you're still getting the warmth of something over your blanket, but you're not having that excess material that's doing no good for anybody anyway. I mean, unless you're trying to keep the, the mouse under the bed warm or something. Um, <laughs> it's just something to think about, to take an afghan and just put it across the bottom of your bed instead of having a, a, a bedspread that's dragging on the floor there. Um, it's, I used to have a great bedspread that didn't drag on the that had the corners were made differently and I've never been able to find another one like it but uh, the corners just went right down straight um, I've never been able to find one like it but that was the best bedspread for that kind of thing um, but I think we've come up with some I hope we've come up with some good ideas for folks I think we have uh, I know I've learned a few things here tonight. Um, I think Agnes has something else to enlighten us with. Uh, I do. And actually, this I think is real important. It's about cars. And they've already started here in Colorado telling people to be sure that in your cars you have blankets, you have water, you have a flashlight, and other things. Because if you get stalled in the cold or in the snow it can be a while before somebody can you know get out to get out to help you and you need to be protected so you don't freeze that's it's great very good. yeah it's a very great good it's, it, and it's it's it, the same holds true in your house yep. you know it's always good to to i my father would have had my head on a platter last week when I realized that the flashlight's batteries were dead. Um, he was always after all of us to make sure we had plenty of batteries in the flashlights every year. It, he was always into check your flashlight batteries when you check the battery in your uh, smoke detectors on the days that you change from to and from daylight savings. Twice a year, we were all supposed to do those things. And... <laughs> And one last I thing I yes. wanted to quickly mention is they also are starting to remind people that if you have, you know, animals or children or whatever, and if any of them happens to fall in the water with ice, don't jump in to get them. Call and let the people who know what to do do it because we've had some bad situations here when people tried to you know, jump in to help. And then when the first responders came, they had more than just the original person to yeah, they had two deal to, with. Two to mm -hmm. get out. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but they it's, said it's just better to let them come and do it. Yeah. And that's such a hard thing to get yourself to adhere to, but it in the long run is keeping everyone safer. 
It's kind of like on the plane when they say, you know, put your mask on yourself and then help your child. It's like, no, my kid comes first. <laughs> I like no, it on it's, Southwest it's when they tell you to choose your favorite child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing about batteries is when you change the batteries in your detectors, it's a good idea to change them in your thermostat. Oh. So if you, so if you go, you know, wait for a couple of days during the winter and your batteries die, your heat isn't working. <clears throat> That's a good point. It's a good I point. I never, yeah, I never, I never, I think once in my life I've changed the battery in my thermostats. Probably the oil man, the, the, the furnace man that comes to up to check it every year probably does it. I have no idea. I never thought of it, but that's a very good point. Diane. I have a story about that. Yeah. But the thermostat, it was working one day and then the next day, hmm, the heat's not coming on. What's going on here? So I called my brother because he comes over and helps with that kind of thing. And so he comes over and he's looking at it and uh, looking at checking the heater and this and that. And finally, I thought, well, maybe we should change the battery in, in the thermostat, you know, the control thing. So sure enough, we changed the battery. The heater came on. So <laughs> wow. and then, I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah, I just it. Yeah, I didn't either. And then but I thought, well, as the last resort, because we were going to have to maybe call somebody, you know, and I thought, well, let's just check the battery in there. And so we did. And sure enough, that was the answer. And I've also noticed that my um, my guide dog doesn't shed as much in the winter. You know, he keeps his coat. He wants to be warm. He wants That's to be great. warm, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also have an you know, electric blanket. And then so a lot of times before I go to bed, um, like half hour before or so, I'll uh, turn that on and get the bed a little warm. Well, that feels good, too. Oh, I bet it does. Yeah. And now they have electric mattress pads. So when you get one of those. That's oh, really? Such luxury. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know they had those. Huh? Yeah, they also have electric gloves. I saw Ooh. them on Amazon. Oh, my. I wasn't sure about them, but... Um, yeah, I'm not sure I'd be real happy with trusting electric gloves. Yeah, would they have batteries yeah. in them, I guess? Or? <laughs> oh, they do have... Now that you say that, they do... You know who has those, I think, is um, L.L. Bean. They're, oh. they're they're like hunt, they're for um I forget if they're for ice fishing or hunting it could be both they have them and they have they it's it's like a, a hand warmer inside the inside the gloves oh I've seen them on the LL Bean um yeah website catalog in the best that's a great company for anything warm oh is LL Bean Carrie you um, have five minutes dear thank you Sheila. Um, let me just I'm going to actually I didn't even ask her if she'd like to do this but Penny since you're here <laughs> yeah um, one of the things that we all run into issues with year round are um, and especially people with guide dogs have been um, issues with rideshare with Uber, Lyft, that type of thing, and oh, I know that you. I know that GDUI and ACB's Advocacy and Governmental Affairs Office have been doing some work 
on this and have a survey. And Penny, do you want to tell people how to? I do. So if you uh, go to the ACB website or the GDUI website, which is guidedogusersinc.org, there is a link to the survey. And what we want you to do is click on that link and complete the survey. It will take you five minutes max whenever Uber or Lyft denies you a trip because you're accompanied with a guide dog. So this is the sequence you should do. First of all, you should let Uber or Lyft know that they did something that was wrong and illegal. And after you file your complaint with Uber or Lyft, you should um, file a complaint with the United States Department of Justice. Go to ada.gov and file a complaint because justice is not going to do anything about it if they don't know that it's happening. And right now, what they tell people is that we haven't really gotten enough complaints from people, even though you and I all know that it happens all of the time. And once you file the complaint with justice, I know this is an inconvenience, but if you would just complete the survey, which is available at um, the uh, GDY website, gdy.org, or the ACB website, acb.org, Um, We're going to aggregate those responses over the next two months and then send them all to the Department of Justice and say, you know, in 60 days, we got more than 300 complaints from people. And this is obviously a problem. Would you please investigate? So, um, again, it's on the ACB website. It's on the GDY website. And it's important for you to do it. And it really is a quick survey. It'll take you five minutes max. So thank you. Thanks, Harry. And with that, I want to thank Larry Gassman, who always does our streaming tonight, and uh, Darcy, who's um, been sitting patiently in Clubhouse for us. And Sheila, it's always a pleasure to have you around. I would love to see you even more often. Well, thank you, And thank you all for being with us tonight. We, I'm, we are going, we should have a very special guest next Friday. Um, I'm waiting to get a final confirmation on it. So I can't tell you who it is, but, but if it works, we're hitting, we'll, we'll, we'll be in showbiz time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what happens with it. Um, and in the meanwhile, stay safe. Have a but warm. more than anything, stay warm and enjoy the Definitely. season ahead of us.